Welcome back to iGosian Airwaves, the official podcast of iGo Global. I'm your host, Shu. Lance Shu makes my name. My, my true friends call me Shu. And I am so excited about the next few episodes. Let me let me tell you what's going on. So I did a Zoom interview with Nick Watts. If you don't know Nick Watts, you need to know Nick Watts. He's a minister, pastor in the Lubbock area, been involved in Super Summer for years. He probably made Mike Martindale look good when he they were doing Hot Hearts in Lubbock back in the day. And Nick, man, it's hard to find anybody more authentic and real that also has so much wisdom and discernment like Nick Watts. And so I love the episodes that you're about to hear. But if you've been following iGoes and Airwaves for a while, you know that we talk about serious stuff. Our, our goal is to, ultimately as an organization, we're doing short-term missions with a long-term impact. But what we're doing is making disciples. We want to help students own their faith, live out their faith, and share their faith. And so we talk about that all the time. And Nick, we brought Nick on to talk about a very serious subject. We, we wanted him to talk about depression. We wanted him to talk about suicide. We want to talk about how we can help families that are dealing with depression, how we can help students. But we also like to have a lot of fun on our podcast as well. And so we do some rapid fire questions where I don't tell our guests what, what questions coming or Kai does that sometimes with me and we wanted to do that with Nick because he's a, he's a really fun dude and he has a great perspective on life. After the recording of this first episode, I, I realized that we needed to separate those things. I realized that the, the topic, uh, I didn't want it to get lost in, in that fun side and so we separated the episodes. So this episode that you're about to hear, you're, you're listening to episode number 15 of the I Goes and Airways podcast. This is just the fun side with Nick. This is just the rapid fire. This is just the conversation before we actually go into the topic of depression. That'll be episode 16. And so just wanted you to know where we are and why it's going to sound a little bit different. So I, I hope that you'll spend time listening to this because you really get to know Nick. And then I hope that you'll go that, on that journey with us through 16 and 17 so that you can hear Nick talk about depression, how, how to recognize it, how to, how, to, how to help students and families dealing with it, and also as we, in episode 17, talk about the specifics of suicide. So I think this is going to be really helpful, but first we're just going to get to know Nick a little bit in this episode today. So let's get it going. I Goes in Airwaves, episode 15, The Nick Watts. Well, guys, this is I Goes in Airwaves, the official podcast of I Go Global, and we have a legend in the world of youth ministry in Texas with us today. And I, I don't use that word lightly. I, I use that word for Chuck Flowers, Norman Flowers, Leighton Flowers, maybe Mike Martindale and this guy, Nick Watts. Um, Nick, thank you so much for joining I Goes in Airwaves today. Lance, thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for uh, reading the script that I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> Nick is joining us from Lubbock, Texas, where happiness for him, I think, is Lubbock, Texas, and his rearview mirror. <laughs> yes. One, one of the, the home of Buddy, Buddy Holly, man. That's our claim to fame. Will and Mac Davis. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, can't believe you didn't say Waylon Jennings. And, well, Waylon, I think, is from Littlefield, you know, just yeah. outside of here. But yeah, Close but enough. still from here. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. When true true story, whenever I have to go into a restaurant and give them my name, yeah. my name is always Waylon. <laughs> I, it's it's always been that, like Waylon Jennings forever. So, um, yeah. well, more than once I've told them my name was Elvis, and and I they'll you that. know yeah. yes they'll uh, holler that over the intercom and of course that's such a you know unique name everyone yes. will he yeah. is alive <laughs> there he is you probably even have looked like him a couple of times when you did that, so. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> nick you serve in lubbock at one of my favorite churches in lubbock for a long long time i've had a history with that church that you probably have successfully buried but that's at bacon heights baptist church right yeah, it actually has the word bacon in it. Yeah, you mentioned Martindale. He was here for a long time, but yep. I think I finally um, helped the people heal through his ministry. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been here, I think, 12 years um, and uh, began, you know, most of my life was in full-time youth ministry, right. but then uh, we transitioned into music for a long time, so I led the music worship. And then about three years ago, I transitioned into really what I love most, and that's the biblical teaching and learning ministries of the church. That's great. Are you still, I mean, all, all that really means, Nick, is that there's no end to your talent. Like, <laughs> oh, you, you're so kind. You, you've done it all. <laughs> uh, hey, man, uh, a couple of Wednesday nights ago, I, I teach on Wednesday night, and I told all the people, I said, now, look, I've been here 12 years, and all that means is that I've had the opportunity to offend all of you at least once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but churches these days, it doesn't even take that long. So <laughs> that is uh, absolutely the truth. <laughs> that is absolutely the truth, man. Nick, you were involved as far as I, as long as I can remember, you were involved in Super Summer. So you've done just about everything yes. in that world, too. Yes. I think for about 14 or 15 years. And Loved it. Uh, all three of my children went through the entire rainbow. Uh, nice. They loved it. Made lifetime friends yeah. uh, that uh, they connected with. And every year, that was the highlight of their summer, was going to Super Summer. And really, probably my highlight as well. Because, yeah. you know, all these guys and gals who work there on a volunteer basis, these adults, were like family. Absolutely. Yeah, I always looked forward to it, and I it, the week went way too fast. Yep, it's a it's it's a great thing. Been around forever, so many lives in mine. I mean, I don't think I'm in ministry today if Norman Flowers didn't drag me to Super Summer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's huge. And one of my favorites. One of my favorite. I have lots of Super Summer memories, and we could probably do a whole podcast just talking about that. Yes. But like one of my favorites is I came to Blue School when I was speaking one year, and you had me and Drew Worsham come in together to share. And at the end, you said, we're going to pray for these two guys. And if you want to come up and lay a hand on them, come on up. 
and a few people came and lay hands on me and every girl in blue school laid hands on drew <laughs> in that moment like what we get to what <laughs> and i remember going man i'm so glad that's happening to drew <laughs> so great so oh my great. gosh Yes, one of the many wonderful memories from yeah. summer. Oh, so many good memories. So yes, yes, yes. So Nick, we're we're we had you on, and we're actually going to do two parts to this uh, podcast because this topic that we're going to talk about is so important. I, I'm so man, I've been so excited about this interview because I think it's going to help help a lot of people. And our our podcast is you know, like. Nick, you know a little bit about IGO. You know, you've been around Super Summer. You've been around, you know, IGO is a student mission organization. But one of the things that we tell people is what we're really doing is we're making disciples. Like we're, it's not so much just a mission thing. It's helping students to own their faith and live out their faith and share their faith. And that's why we love to partner with churches. And so on our podcast, we try to help, help youth ministers as they are ministering to students, as they're making disciples of students. We're, we're trying to help students. We're trying to help parents if they listen on how they can shepherd and family discipleship and all those things and so we we kind of broaden that topic out from just like talking about just missions to like how do we make disciples how do we help students grow in their faith and so man i'm really excited about that and and, and our audience will hear this and they'll know this very quickly this is a very serious subject it's a very important subject we we need to have more discussions about it and we're sometimes afraid and we'll talk about that but I don't want to jump into the serious too quick because on our podcast, we do something we call a rapid fire where we don't let you know what questions are coming. And so we're going to do that. And then we'll transition into the real, real subject. So stick around, but like, you don't want to miss this because this is Nick Watts on the hot seat. And, and you can already tell, like, he's, he's like a, he's like a pro. He has a voice that you, <laughs> you would want to be your DJ. Like my voice is going to be ridiculous today because we got Nick Watts on here, but Nick, I want us to do some rapid fire. We already talked about Elvis. So what is your favorite Elvis Presley song of all time? Uh, uh, Burning love. Burning love. Yes. Um, and, and you do Elvis impersonations. I do. It just sort of happened. Uh, my dad was a huge Elvis fan. Yeah. And uh, took us to see Elvis in uh, March of 77. I still have the ticket stub from that. That's cool. That was way back in the day, man. Way back in the day. Yeah. And um, I uh, I don't know. It started out a couple of churches back when we did a big fundraiser for mission work and youth ministry. And we called it At The Hop. And the whole thing was 50s. And, of course, all the adults just loved it. I bet. And somehow, some way, an Elvis... A bit uh, needed to be a part of that. So I go rent my suit, I get my wig and my shade. <laughs> and I would normally carry a cheeseburger out there <laughs> with me, you know, because in his awesome. later years, he you know, yeah. put on a few pounds. Yeah. Anyway, that's where it started, man. So then um, uh, we live on a corner, uh, a street corner here in Lubbock. <laughs> On Halloween evenings, I get all my gear together. I stand out there on the corner and I, I you know, gyrate so and uh, wave and honk. I mean, I point at people as they drive by. They're all honking. That's saying, all. Hey, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So great. And, 
and then you know all the valentine's banquets and the church banquets. they started calling come do your elvis thing my most embarrassing moment was uh a retirement uh uh, event for a state trooper texas state trooper and um one of his colleagues (laughs) said man would you please do this for us and he gave me a, a brawl and he said put that in somewhere where it's hidden and then while you're singing one of your bits because you know I'll, I'll really ham it up oh yeah i'll go out there in the audience and singing teddy bear i'll find a lady and give her the teddy bear and i'm you know i'll do that whole bit really really ham it up so i'll go find this state trooper who's retiring and i pull out that women's underwear and give it to him <laughs> and i just kept walking it, it was it was pretty pretty embarrassing but but yes that's 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 a lot of fun oh yeah and the, n- number one, I'm just really happy that you just said that you stand on a street corner and gyrate in Lubbock, <laughs> Texas, because I'm going to pull that clip out. <laughs> Somebody needs to hear that. And <laughs> n- number Listen, two, this takes, a, <laughs> this, this takes a significant level of stupidity. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just ministry, man, which sometimes it's, those two words are interchangeable but <laughs> it's i listen i always tell people i was a youth pastor most of my life i yep. really still am and if really the right job came along i would take it again yeah. and when i when i tell them i work with kids they'll go oh that explains it yes yes <laughs> yes absolutely i once i once saw an elvis impersonator at the post office in wiley texas and dressed up full like full elvis and here's the crazy thing is that my first thought was not oh that's an elvis impersonator or i wonder if that's really elvis my first thought was i wonder if that's nick watts i really (laughs) did like (laughs) that's ridiculous he's nowhere close to here we know the restaurant chewy's um reveres elvis as their patron saint oh yeah and so they actually have a little uh little um you know area there in the corner as you walk in where it's sort of like a a a monument made for him and then they have this policy if you dress like elvis on july 8th which is his birthday okay um, and come eat there then you get your meal free i I did that once only once Uh, okay walked in full gear (laughs) and you know you have those people who they're just looking at you out of the corner of their eye terrified uh yeah. because they think a uh a maniac has just walked in but most of them they just start laughing you know and they want an autograph <laughs> anyways some a friend was yeah. there and they took a picture and i'm just sitting there with the guy who went with me yeah we're just sitting in a booth eating and <laughs> you see all these people <laughs> they've gone back to just eating right like they don't even notice me but there i am <laughs> There he is in that Elvis suit, just sitting there eating. Yeah. And everyone seems just fine with it. That's so great, Uh, man. That's really good. Really good. We, uh, yeah, we need to, we need to see more Elvis from Nick (laughs) for sure. All right. So this is kind of a hard one because I know you have lots of these, but like one of, one of maybe your funniest super summer stories. Oh, oh, let's see real quick um with super summer um i would normally say 
that it would include uh, Ed Lowe. Um, of course. Yes. Um, I'm, you're going to have to give me a minute on that, uh, Lance, mm -hmm. uh, Waylon. You need you need to give me just a, a minute. <laughs> a, minute. <Yes. laughs> a minute on that, um, because I uh, my it's kind of like tell me a joke, and yes. I may have right. you know twenty in my mind, right? And I yes. can't come up with one. Can we come back to that? We can come back to that. That's that's right. rapid fire. You, I didn't get I didn't yes. let you prepare for these, and and okay. you you probably do have twenty. <laughs> crazy funny mike martindale ed Lowe super summer stories because that that like yes. i had i had a guy on a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago john davison yes and he was a green school student the year that the squirrel got loose yes it's uh, during rainbow right and sam perry kicked the whole green school out because he thought they were doing the wave <laughs> they were just trying to get away from the squirrel <laughs> It's these <laughs> legendary stories that I was like, oh, okay, you were there. So, okay. See, I knew if I let you say something, it would immediately come to my mind. Yeah. Most significant, uh, most embarrassing, funniest story from Super <laughs> Summer. I was dean of Blue School. These are kids yes. going into ninth grade. Yes. And that year, our theme uh, was the Blues Brothers. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of the Blues Brothers. Sure. Uh, in fact, the, um, I still use this. I've used it forever nice. uh, for uh, my teaching notes and my, you know, when I laid music and stuff like that. But so now don't ask me what the connection was between the Blues <laughs> Brothers and Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um, but one day the kids, uh, they were still at lunch and I had gone to Lowe's or Home Depot and got a huge refrigerator box and I was going to make the blues mobile out oh, of yes. that. Gotcha. And then make it where I could kind of get inside it you know, and then run around with it where it kind of looked like I'm in the bluesmobile. And so, you know, like an idiot, I'm going way too fast, not paying attention. And I'm, uh, I need to cut that box and you, and that uh, cardboard's pretty thick. And so of course I just grab a pair of scissors, open them up, grab them like you're not supposed to grab them. And mm -hmm. I cut toward me, which you're not supposed to do either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know it was really hard so i'm pulling well then all of a sudden it hits a soft spot and i just bang my thigh um oh no my upper thigh yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and i thought man that hurt because i thought i'd just hit it with my fist well there's a guy named steve cloud who was my uh -huh. assistant dean yeah and he looks over and says dude there is you are bleeding and I look down there and it really does. That stain on my jeans is growing like this. I thought, I, I thought I'd hit my femoral artery. And so it is everywhere. <laughs> Steve, Steve. <laughs> he said, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he grabs, he looked over. And of course, some kid had left their t-shirt or something. He uh -huh. grabs some kid's t-shirt and he... <laughs> quickly applies pressure to my inner thigh <laughs> to stop the bleeding and I now even though it doesn't really hurt I'm getting lightheaded and thinking I'm gonna pass out oh my so goodness. anyway later that evening I had to miss a session because I had to get stitches for that Golly. and to this to this day I have no feeling in what? that area of where where I uh it, it, yeah it damaged some nerve That's it's only crazy. about the size of a quarter but you know, you know, we do it for the kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, for the it's, kids for yeah, Christ. We, we do stupid. 
<laughs> we do stupid stuff and almost die. It's for the kids. Mm-hmm. That's the <laughs> if truth. just one, if just one comes to faith and in the, Christ, it's, it's worth it. it. Just one. And the the saddest thing about this story is that all those things that you did that you weren't supposed to do are clearly spelled out in the Super Summer Manual. Which I have never read in my entire life. <laughs> How you hold scissors, cutting away from you. Like, it's all there. Mary Mary Stewart put it in there in 1993. And you would think after 15 years of Super Summer, I would have at some point cracked that book open. I, I just never got around to it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. That's a good one. I never heard that. Like, you tried to, oh, man. Try to kill yourself with a pair of scissors because you're on a mission from God. That's I the, was on a, tie-in. oh, yeah. that was it. Yeah, there you that go. Was, we were on a mission from God. <laughs> yep, yep, of course, of course. Yes. Very nice. All right, so this is an easy one. How big of a mistake did, did fellow Texan Kelly Clarkson make? Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, so this happened. Uh, Kelsey, my oldest daughter, you know, um, uh, was chosen to audition for the uh, to you have to audition several times just to get on television. Right. On the and voice. so it goes through this, yeah, this funnel of auditions. And so she went to Hollywood last June, July, July 8th. Okay. And of course we're in the middle of COVID right. in Hollywood. Um, unlike Texas where we don't care. Uh, they are, <laughs> you know, they too batten much. Down, yeah. <laughs> yes, they batten down the hatches. And so when she got to uh, the host hotel, she had to stay in her room quarantine for, I think, seven days. Wow. And was just going nuts. And we would FaceTime her and you could see her just running in place, just trying not to go crazy. Yeah. And they would deliver their food to them. And but she's in there by herself. <clears throat> so when they finally gathered all of them into a big room, this would be prior to the blind auditions. Um, the attorneys for the voice came in and just said, Hey, we want you to know up front. Um, this is not about your talent. <laughs> this is about ratings and mm. the judges. So, you wow. know, don't be offended if you sincerely have a great voice, but you don't get chosen. Yeah. And so, you know, it makes sense that a talent show wouldn't be about talent. Of course. And so, <laughs> and so, I mean, this is America. <laughs> and so, you know, um, she goes to the blind auditions and we were able to see those before they were televised. Uh, and we're just, you know, over the moon, man. I, it was just surreal. And yeah, she, cool. you know, she's a huge fan of Kelly Clarkson and, you know, she got, uh, the two people that turned around was, uh, were Clarkson and then Gwen Stefani. And then of course she was going to choose, choose Kelly. Yeah. So, you know, then that's televised and now everybody knows, cause we were, uh, bound by a contract not to tell anybody anything. Hmm. So then we get to that second round and she she won in that round too, but they um, uh, the network chose to just do that within a montage, and just showed it for a second. And so um, by that time, also we already knew that she wasn't going to make it through the oh, third okay. round. Gotcha, but gotcha. there were so many things that they edited out yeah. um, that the judges said. You know, she got really really high compliments um, from the different judges but they don't show that. And so for whatever reason, we have our own theories. Yeah. She, uh, she didn't make it that last one, but, uh, Clarkson, you know, she was, they didn't show this either, but 
those deliberations take, they may take 15 or 20 minutes oh, wow. for those judges to make up their mind. And so right. those poor contestants, they're just standing up there waiting, you know, <laughs> waiting. And so, you know, uh, on a, uh, as a dad, oh yeah. Uh, Clarkson made a huge mistake, Exactly, <laughs> but that's just, you know, that whole thing is educational. Yeah. Yeah. You got to work with Usher, uh, as, um, uh, leading up to, I think week two, she met a lot of great people and has actually been flown back out to Hollywood to record at the expense of some of those people. So it's open doors. She had a great time. Uh, who knows? It was her 15 minutes of fame. We'll see if anything ever comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it will. And so does she still perform in Branson? She no longer performs in Branson. She was uh, performing on the showboat for a number of years and okay. they moved. she got married. Her husband's from yes. South Africa. So we had to fly to South Africa for that, um, for that wedding and then came back to the States and she had another full blown wedding in just outside Branson, Missouri at this beautiful nature park. So uh, I was thrilled, thrilled as a dad to pay for two weddings within one week. Um, <laughs> we're still paying for those weddings. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, she moved. So they moved to Nashville. Uh, okay. They, they're based out of right now. He works in the medical industry. They're doing well. My younger daughter, Macy, um, was hired in Branson right after she graduated from college with a music theater degree. And just two months ago, uh, they hired her um, to take Kelsey's exact place on the showboat. Oh, really? Yeah. She had been performing at what's called Echo Hollow at Silverdar City. Gotcha. Um, but now they went through some transition and now she's been hired on the showboat. And she's thrilled about that. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that at all. So, yeah. Yeah. I, Nick, I'll be honest. Like, I don't know how much of our audience vacations in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> But hey, if you're listening and that's on your plans, you need to check. You need to check out this Watts girl, Macy Watts. Well, you if you're you driving through there, don't show. don't get in a hurry. There's like one road and a, <laughs> a lot of a, let's say mature aged people. Yes, who, yes. who are who are not in the least bit in a hurry. <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. I love the musical thread and in, in the family for sure. But you know what? Awesome. It's a job, and that's what she's thrilled about. Yeah. And she, Kelsey worked with Usher and pretty much every week you work with a group of ushers. So that's, uh, y'all have yes. so much in common. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I doubt that the real Usher handed my Kelsey uh, a bulletin, a church no, bulletin, no. but you know that we get those here and it's a special, special treat. It is a special treat for sure. So, um, what do you miss the most about football season right now? Now that it's gone. Oh, just the, just being able to, to, to really and passionately scream at the television. Oh yeah. 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 In fact, um, whether it's, I'm in the stands or at home, um, we're a family that really embraces our emotions. Yes. And so man, I, <laughs> I can come out of the chair and Michelle, in fact, my wife, Michelle, she always gives a disclaimer, uh, to people who may join us either at home or yeah. at in the store in the stands I, I won't say that i'm completely unchristlike, um but um I, I get pretty pretty wound up you know yeah at uh at sports so just the excitement of it all i guess well that's 
that answer is not surprising to me, even though I didn't know, like, <laughs> it's not surprising to me, but here's, here's kind of what I was looking for in the answer, just to be honest. Yes. I was looking for something about how you miss being able to pick on Ed Lowe for being at that all these a, games. That'd be a number two. Listen, yeah. you know how many, you don't know how many times that I have uh, been at the house and you know the, the cameraman will do that obligatory yes. panning of the the the, the, the fans yes. and he finds the one fan uh, dressed up like a pickle or um you know or, or some so, sort of otherworldly uh, yep. character uh, i love you know the, like the oakland raiders or the dog right. pound cleveland yeah. or, you know they have them everywhere yeah no shirt in green bay yes <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yes 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 lots of pasty whiteness <clears throat> and so um, <laughs> i think it may have been a person like that that just made me think that reminds me of ed Lowe. and so uh yeah for whatever reason you know fortunately in this this age of uh digital television and dvrs i immediately rewind it pause it and i i began taking pictures of these uh, characters and then just posting it on, you know, my Facebook page. It was great to see Ed Lowe was able to make it to the game. Yeah, it was, it's been very fulfilling for me, very rewarding, uh, knowing that I'm uh, in a small way making a difference in the world. <laughs> well, I, I mean, every night when I go to bed, I thank God for memes and the world and social media and how we have memes. But like one of my favorite social media threads to follow is you tagging Ed Lowe in pictures and stadiums. Like, I love it. I love how you do that uh, because I, yeah, I've known Ed Lowe forever, but I just, yes. it's so great. And he just rolls with it because he, he has does. no He's choice. He's gracious. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Oh, and it's amazing how some days, uh, you know, uh, at noon, uh, he may be uh, in New York to watch the Giants. But then the late game, somehow he has a Star Trek, transported himself yep. you know to uh, see the 49ers at home yeah. uh, but it's amazing how he can do that and then sunday night perhaps he is uh in minnesota at a vikings game right looking like a uh, norse viking yeah i mean we don't say this very often but it is kind of impressive what ed Lowe can do Yes. I'm sorry. Head rush. Yes. There he is. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So my last rapid fire question is a uh, listener submitted. So oh, when, good. I, when I say listener submitted, I'm talking about Mike Martindale and I don't really know if he is a listener, <laughs> um, but I did ask him to submit a question. And so he would like, he would like you to elaborate about Mr. Holland's opus. <laughs> Mr. Holland's Opus. Okay. One of my favorite movies. All right. If you're young, go out there and uh, look on Netflix or Hulu or somewhere. Richard Dreyfuss, uh, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. His course, second yeah. best performance out of What About Bob? <laughs> or Jaws. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, an opus simply means a, a composition, you know, uh, uh, a work, uh, you know, Mozart would use those to, you know, just um, categorize his uh, musical compositions. So, it, you know, it's a, it, within the Mr. Holland's Opus movie, it represents his life's 
work. His right. he's writing a symphony, and so it's kind of the symphony of his life, and none of it turns out the way he wants it to turn out. And um, it was our first year to do Hot Hearts. Hot Hearts in here Lubbock. in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah the you know the regional mm-hmm. evangelism conference for students, and you know there's going to be man, I don't know how many students show up. Man, you got all us youth workers, and you know we're really it really looks like you just stepped on an ant bed and we're going in every direction, you know, in fast mode. And some, somebody, we have those walkie talkies, you know, the yes. can you hear me yes. <clears throat> radios and everybody's on station, whatever. And somebody uh, asked a question and I simply answered the question, Mr. Holland's opus. I, I don't remember what the question was. I need Martindale. He's got a far better memory. He's much sharper than I am. Um, and he would need to help me remember what the topic was. But it finally got to whatever question was asked. Does anyone know if the men's restroom has been cleaned? That's uh, Mr. Holland's opus. <laughs> and so it just, it just grew from there. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Hot Hearts Lubbock was a big deal. You know, it really was. was. We had great success. The only downside of it was we had it in this Coliseum where our local uh, hockey team played. And so since the event was in January, they still got their rink. So the best we could do was just place flooring uh, that was made specifically for that over the ice rink. So it's freezing in there. So even if you went in, everybody's still wearing their coats. Yeah. But I mean, even, even when you got the thousands of people in there, it was still cold. It, it was. It was. I've I've been to it multiple times. Spoke at yes. it once. Down yes. on the floor, freezing. You go to the very top row, you're burning yes. up. It was crazy how much of a I know, difference man. it was. Yeah. Uh, I have two great memories. Uh, two youth pastor memories from from Hot Hearts. One is we met at the Coliseum prior to the event, mm-hmm. and. Um, the hockey team, I can't remember their name, but they were, they were practicing. And so they're in the, um, uh, in the rink. And I think it was Kyle Kelly, uh, (laughs) another legend within ministry. Um, he went up there and you know, youth pastors, everybody's making a joke, acting silly. So he goes up and really kind of presses his face up against that, you know, that, uh, that glass, right. You know, um, and one of those hockey players, man, from about mid court or whatever you'd call it, man, he hit that puck, it <laughs> hit right in that area of Kyle, <laughs> Kelly's face, man. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill over and die. Uh, wow. my other, my other favorite moment was, uh, the cotton Kings. That's what they were called. Oh, okay. The Cotton Kings. Of course, you know, cotton is huge. In fact, it's the the highest uh, and most important, you know, economic area of of this region. So we're back there in the back, and there's the big mascot head. And really, (laughs) it looks a lot like, if you ever watched Ghostbusters, the first one, the head of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yes. With just a little bit of work done on it to make it look sort of like a cotton bowl. Gotcha. So it was cool, man. So I put that on and uh, Chris Riley, another youth pastor. Yeah. Riley dog. Yeah. Yeah. I look around and he just, wham, 
It's me right in the nose. That thing caved in and actually hit my nose. And I was stunned. And I said, what are you, what did you do that for? He said, I just always wanted to hit a mascot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. A lot of great men. You know what? We do it for the kids. We do it for the kids. If just one. <laughs> for the kids and for Narnia. <laughs> for Narnia, yes, yes. <laughs>